Namaste, everyone, and welcome. Before we start this meditation, let us ask for divine blessing. To the Divine Supreme God, Divine Father, Divine Mother, to all the spiritual elders, to all the holy masters, to all the saints, to all the holy archangels, holy angels, and spiritual helpers, personally to my teacher, Master Tuakokswi, Maha Gujimailing, and all the high beings, we humbly invoke for divine light, divine love, divine guidance, help, healing, and divine protection. Thank you for blessing us with a loving heart, an intelligent mind, and a powerful will that we may be of service to others. We thank you in full faith. So be it. All right. So, hope all of you are doing well. So, before we start the meditation, let's just have a short lecture. And that topic today is peace. You know, you hear that all the time, right? In holiday season, say, uh, peace uh, be to the entire earth and goodwill to all men. You, a lot of you read that before. So, let's talk about this peace. Actually, instead of just talking about peace, let's take it a little deeper. We title this peace, Calming the Inner Storm. So before we even go any further, what is peace? A lot of people say, oh, you know, I need to relax so I'll have more peace. Let me do some meditation so I'll have peace. What is it exactly is peace? You see, if you, ha if you talk about energy, it's something like this. You know, you walk around, you have a physical body, right? And every time you have a thought, you have an emotion, all these thoughts and emotions are basically types of energy. So I know a lot of you are new, so let's just do this first. Rub your hands together. Press the center of your palms. Okay, open it like this. Now, feel. Now put your hand this way. Take a deep breath. And exhale. Focus on your palms. Take a deep breath. And exhale. One more time. Be aware of your hands. Take a deep breath. And exhale. Okay? How's that feel? Somebody could feel a something, right? Okay, shake it. Now put your hand like this. This is called sensitizing your hands. This is to feel energy. Alright. Now, put your hand this way. Feel about the same. Open one hand. Now verbally say the word anger five times. Just say anger, 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 anger. Okay. I think that's six times. Anyway, right? The other hand, say happiness, 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 happiness. Happiness. Compare. If you're sensitive, you notice a difference in sensation, right? So how could it be different? All you did was say certain things, unless you have a thicker saliva and one than the other, right? Anyway, so if you go like this, watch. Feel the same. So what exactly were you feeling on each hand? Some people say, well, I'm feeling the energy. What is that energy? So every time you create a thought, I'll feel a feeling. You know, you, you think of uh, you know, dinner, or a car, a house, or let's say you feel happiness, joy, anger, whatever you're feeling. If you have somebody who could see energy, you're causing certain movements in your energy field, okay? And it's not just moving. You know, just imagine there's a cloud, and it, it forms into a shape, into a form, that's what's called a thought form. So at some point, if you have somebody who could see energy, they will almost see like a hologram or whatever you're feeling or thinking at that time. All right. So these thoughts, um, let's just say, have a limited lifespan. So if you're thinking of a, a car, you know, a passing thought, you know, they will see an image of this car. 
as soon as you start thinking of something else and really focus on it and you didn't feed this anymore, it starts to dissipate. All right? So a person has thousands and thousands of these thoughts. Not all of them survive, but a lot of them, a lot of them still do, especially the ones that you have strong um, affinity to or you put so much energy in it, like, you know, I really want this uh, thing to happen. You know, or you think of someone, you love them so much. Or this person really despised because they hurt you. Right? That's one. The second part is, what do you have yesterday and the day before and 10 years ago? Some of them are still around. So just imagine all your thoughts and emotions that did not dissipate are sitting somewhere. That somewhere is your energy field or your aura. So just imagine you look like, all of us look like we're inside a cocoon of light. You know, like a cocoon, like this, like a bubble of light. Now that light contains energy that keeps us alive, you know, the aura, prana, life force, so on, so on. But it also contains these focused thoughts and emotions that are sitting there. Now, interestingly enough, if you talk to anybody who has done research on uh, mind-body connection or meditation, a lot of them will tell you the average life, uh, the average attention span of a person, you know, unless they have years of practice in meditation, you know, average attention span is around 15 seconds. One five, not five zero. That means if you take somebody who's never done meditation and uh, just everyday people, you have them sit down, close their eyes, in 15 seconds or less, they start doing this. Get the idea? The question is why. You see, the reason they cannot experience peace and stillness, because as soon as you sit down or you try to quiet your mind, something very interesting happens. So when you start to quiet your mind, you become more passive and try to keep the mind quiet, right? You're not using your will. So if you're not using your will, these thoughts and emotions that you created before, right? These thoughts and emotions throughout the day, yesterday, you know, People throw into your aura because you were not the only ones creating this. People create them too and they project it to you, right? So these thoughts and emotions are sitting in the energy field. They're just sitting there, floating. But as soon as you're not using your will, you're not focused or doing something, they start to affect your consciousness. So that's why you're saying like, okay, peace and calm. Your mind's not directed towards something, right? Then thought comes in. Oh, yesterday this happened. Oh, then this thought led to another thought. And this thing comes in. You see what I'm saying? So, the reason that a lot of people, if they experience some form of loss, they have grief, or they have a lot of stress, you know, containing something, a certain subject, what they do is they distract their mind. They focus on something. And people who have lost someone, what do they do? They immerse themselves in work. So, so that it doesn't distract, so it doesn't bother them, right? So, the work distracts them. Distracts means what? Their focus is here, so whatever these thoughts of grief or anger or whatever it is, or frustration, cannot enter them because your consciousness can only hold so much, let's just say, attention to something each time. In fact, most people, you can only think of one thing at a time, right? Now, in high spiritual practices, you can make it more than one. In fact, you can think and simultaneously intuit at a higher level, be able to process information at a higher level and a lower level at the same time. We'll talk about that when we have a chance in the future. It has to do with intuitive intelligence. Anyway, so here's the point. 
when all these thoughts are coming into your aura and your uh, inside your and inside affecting your emotions and your thoughts, you can have peace. Now, the mistake most people make is, ooh, let me put something in there so that I can have peace. You see, peace is not like a toothpaste you can just squirt into your aura. It's not something you can just inject in. In fact, having peace means that you don't have ex to exert your will and things are quiet. And there's basically two ways to do it. One, extract whatever is pouring through your consciousness when you're not you're exerting your will. Number two, raising your vibration so that these lower vibratory thoughts and emotions are here, but your awareness, your attention is up here where it's quiet. It's just like you have storms. So the plane, in order to avoid those, will fly above the clouds. Okay, so let's go through it step by step. So, the first thing we need to figure out is what creates these thoughts? What creates these emotions? So emotionally, you react and to things that happen around you, right? So something that's happening, something in the past, or something that you might be expecting in the future. So the emotional body, or what's called the astral body, produces a lot of emotional forms. Every little thing it triggers, every little thing it triggers it. So the emotional body creates these clouds of thoughts, images of thoughts. Then the mental faculty, you think, hmm, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? Even if it's purely unemotional, the thinking process also creates its own holograms, if you will. So if you have a clever look at you, your aura is filled with these. So if you put the two together, I'm oversimplifying this. Huh? When you put your emotions and your thoughts together, as they interact and work together, that is basically what you call the mind. Most people think the mind is just the thinking faculty. Actually, your mind is a combination of the reactions, if you will, of the astral and the mental body together. So as you go through life, you think of something, you have a certain feeling or no feeling towards it, sometimes more, sometimes less, sometimes you feel something, you're not really thinking, then you go, oh yeah, I'm feeling this because, oh, this person did this to me before. So the two work together. When you put it together, that's what you call the mind. That's why you have monkey mind, right? They jump around. So the question is, how do you tame that monkey mind? So in esoteric teachings, they always oftentimes call it the battlefield of the mind. Why is it a battlefield? If somebody's trying to regain control, here's the problem. The more skirmishes, the more fights they have, the more explosions you have. The more you try to put something in to quiet the mind, the more it blows up. The question is why. You heard a saying, energy follows thought, right? Actually, that is, um, it's not complete. You know why? When you say energy follows thought, well, what if you didn't have a thought? You just had a feeling. Energy still goes there. So the proper, the proper term or proper phrase is energy follows where you put your attention to. This attention could be emotionally attend to something or mentally think of it or physically move towards it, right? You could move towards something without thinking or feeling. Your mind just reacted. So energy follows to where you put your attention to. So the more you don't want to have stress, the more you don't want to have anger, the more you don't want to not think of this person, 
the more you think about it. So the first key is learning how to dismantle this process of being attracted and attached to different things in our life. Okay, that said, let's go into more detail. There are many, many, way, many ways to experience this peace. The common technique that most of you have heard of, it's a form of Zen meditation. So Zen originally came from India. In India, it was called Dhyan or Dhyana. From India, it went to China. It became Chan, Chan meditation, right? You see a lot of monks meditating, meditating on nothingness. Remember that? Some of you see them like, okay. That's Chan meditation. From China, it went to Japan. It became Zen. So it originally came from India. So this Dhyana or Dhyana, by the way, I would refer you to Grandmaster Chu's book on Achieving One is to the Higher Soul. He goes through it in, in depth, uh, in really in detail, in depth. <clears throat> so Dhyana or Dhyana is actually prolonged awareness. You see, you have awareness of, oh, I'm aware of my arm. Okay, then I'm aware of something else. Prolong awareness means you put your awareness on something and you stay there. Prolong awareness. So when I'm sitting, you go, okay, I want to practice dhyan or meditation on stillness. In order for me to do it, I cannot be pulled away. So it will, because every time I do get distracted, it's not prolonged anymore, it's choppy. So the question is, how do you have prolonged awareness on something, or especially on something like stillness? Step one is to dismantle things that crowd your consciousness. Translation, clearing your physical, emotional, mental auras. Okay? So, as we are alluding to earlier, a form of Zen meditation, you sit in front of a white wall, or you just halfway close your eyes and you try to empty your mind. Have you tried it? I haven't. You know why? I know my patience level is very low. For me to do that, I say, okay, are we done yet? <laughs> you get the idea? And I think some of you are like, some of you are more advanced, you probably can do it. Me, I'm telling you, when I first started, no way. You sit in front of a white wall, I start going, are we done yet? Are we done yet? But for some of you who can do it, hey, go for it. So prolonged awareness involves first clearing something that would allow you to be aware of nothing. See, otherwise, if there's, as long as there's something or a lot of things in your energy field, as soon as you drop your will and start practicing awareness, awareness is, a, is putting yourself in a receptive mode, like very, very receptive, you're passive, so you're not pushing. So if you're not pushing, whatever is there would normally come to you. So if the aura is clean, you can have prolonged uh, you can have prolonged awareness over nothing. That nothing is your first step, just the first step of being peaceful. Okay. So we're not going to talk about the one with the white wall and trying to empty your mind because I'm not an expert in that. But one thing Master just taught us is something very, very simple. It's called the flushing method. Okay, you've taken the higher classes, you're taking achieve, achieving oneness, uh, Hatha Yoga, the other class. We talk about the flushing of the aura. Now, 
Let's put it in such a way that it's easier to understand with a story. Most of you who have uh, studied the Bible or some Christian um, stories uh, have, uh, have illustrated. So, that's called uh, Jesus Calms the Storm. Some of you remember that. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase. Don't quote me, you know, with exact words. So, essentially... The Lord Jesus went out with uh, the apostles on the boat, right? I think they were fishing or something. Anyway, there was a storm. Well, his body was asleep. The storm was rocking the boat, you know, waves and lightning and whatever else. Of course, Lord Jesus being Lord Jesus says, so what? So he took his time, enjoyed, enjoyed his sleep. Then what happened? All the apostles went nuts. They said, they woke him up. Master, Master, there's a storm. And then he looked up and go. You men of little faith. Some of you remember that story, right? It's like, what's your problem? That's it. So he got up. He said, you men of little faith. He raised his hands. Calm the seas, calm the storm. That's essentially the story, correct? Now, you might be wondering, what's it got to do with anything? You see, many, many, many years ago, when I first started with Message on Panic Healing, uh, emotionally, I was also going like this. Like that. And I was thinking about, man, he probably thought, what kind of disciple is this kid? You know, it's like a ro roller coaster. Boom, 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 boom. So, knowing that I had uh, a Christian background, you know, as a Southern Baptist, believe it or not, and I'm doing this, right? So, a Southern Baptist, Baptist was very, very strict. You're supposed to read the Bible from cover to cover, right? Attend uh, spiritual services and so on, so on, so on. So he knew my background. So if you were to explain to me in an esoteric form, I'll push it away. But he explained to me in, a, in reference to something I already know, which is this story I just mentioned. Then he explained. He said, you will notice in this story, Jesus was asleep. There was a storm. The apostles woke him up. He said, you are men of little faith. He got up. He calmed the storm. The storm right? Okay. Now, if you've been studying this with a lot, the Lord Jesus is oftentimes the personification of the soul. That's why he always says, I am the light, uh, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Remember that? He also say, a lot of times he used the word I am. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever opens, I will come and dine with him. The word I, especially I am, is oftentimes... Um, used by the Lord Jesus, but in esoteric tradition, on high spiritual teachings, that is the, per, the personification, okay? Lord Jesus is the personification of the I am, the soul, the higher soul. For example, move your arm. What are you doing? You don't say, my brain is sending signals to my arm and moving it, do you? What do you say? I'm moving my arm, right? Okay, feel an emotion. Feel happiness. What are you doing? You say, I'm feeling happy. Think of, think of an apple. What are you doing? I'm thinking of an apple. You notice? You always start with, I am doing something. So the I am is the doer or the mover of the arm or the chair or the car or whatever. Yes? I am feeling happy. Happiness is the product. <clears throat> the I am is the feeler or the manufacturer. Yes? I'm thinking of an apple. The I am is thinking of the apple. Apple is the product. I am is the thinker. So who is this doer, feeler, and thinker? 
So when the body dies, the emotions disappear, the thoughts disappear. What's left is the doer, the feeler, and the thinker. That feeler, thinker, and doer is the soul. I am moving the body, thinking of thoughts, feeling feelings. We good? That's just a, sh- a short synopsis. So in that story, the way Master explains it like this. When the soul loses control, symbolized by, well, not loses control, but not in control, symbolized by Lord Jesus being asleep. When the soul is asleep in a person, in other words, when the spiritual connection is very, very small, there is a turbulent movement of thoughts and emotions in the aura. So the sea in that story and the storm, basically the turbulent winds and water and rain and everything else and the waves basically symbolizes in an ordinary person where there's turbulent thoughts and emotions happening in their life. Okay? Remember the story. The Lord Jesus was asleep. Then the apostles, being afraid, woke him up. He got up and says, You men of little faith. Now, <clears throat> even studying with us, the word faith is more like a Judeo-Christian tradition, right? Have, having faith in God. Having faith. In the Hindu tradition, it's called Sharanagati, oftentimes thought of as surrender. But in reality, it means spiritual conductivity. So, for example, if I have a piece of wire, that piece of wire is conductive to current. They call that electricity, right? If I take a piece of plastic or a piece of rubber, it's not conductive. So, all of us are connected to God, connected to a higher soul, connected to high... To the, to the heavens, right? All of us are connected. In other words, if you have a look, everybody uh, stand in front of you, if somebody could see energy, they will see a line going down. Just like you see a lot of pictures of um, saints, there's a shaft of light. Well, good news, all of us have it. But some, the cord are thicker, the pipeline's bigger, some are smaller. The question is why? If the energy body, the chakras, the aura, our consciousness is conductive, then the current will flow through. As the current keeps flowing, flowing, this gets wider and wider. Now, if the life of the person is filled with so much turbulence, angry, upset, you know, ecstatic, really pissed off, whatever, you know, really, really turbulent, <clears throat> that spiritual force cannot get through. So, we are not conductive, so the pipeline is small. Okay. So, that said, when he says, you men of little faith, he's basically saying, you guys, since you're not conductive spiritually, these storms of thoughts and emotions grip you. So, when he got up and calmed the storm, that basically symbolizes when a person that is in so much pain and anguish and so much confusion, when they finally have a realization, hey, wait a minute, these thoughts and emotions and everything that's happening, these are all not the I. I'm the spiritual self that created these. I created the anger, I created the happiness, I created this, I created that. 
So if I can create this, I can create something else. And if I don't create it, it doesn't happen. And even if it's there, I can disintegrate it. In other words, when a person awakens to their true self, remember the Lord Jesus woke up, right? When a person wakes up to their true nature, the massive downpouring of spiritual force flushes all these negative thoughts and negative emotions out of the aura, creating calmness. Symbolized by the Lord Jesus getting up, calming the storm. Amazing, isn't it? All that because he just wanted to tell me, hey, if you do your meditation, this problem will disappear. Because at that time, it's going through an emotional roller coaster. By telling me that story, I realized what he was talking about. Ah, that was the problem. The problem is not the circumstances around me. The problem is my connection was weak. And my connection was weak because I'm allowing a lot of these thoughts and emotions take over. So I was not conductive. When I had that realization, I go, oh, wait. All of us are connected to God. All of us are connected to our higher soul. Our higher soul connected to the even higher realms. Like, a, like an antenna just keeps going. Ultimately, we're all connected to God. So when I had that realization, I go, oh, I got to do my meditation. And the more I meditated, the more spiritual force came down, the more a lot of these negative thoughts and emotions get disintegrated. As they get disintegrated, things became calm. And when things become calm, even more energy came up. So it basically one helped the other. Now, that said, <clears throat> how do we apply this to our everyday life? All right. Let's be straight. Most of us take a shower, right? Every day, some of you in cold weather, every other day. If you think about it, unless you work in a job that has a lot of dirt, a lot of mud, if you just go to work, you know, in an office or your school teacher, whatever, right? If you don't get physically dirty, from the time you take a shower or wash to the next one, your body's not filthy. You don't even stink. Well, some do, but anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> but do, do you get my point? So if you think about it, you are doing this not because you're dirty, but it's a form of maintenance to prevent what the dirt and whatever else to build up which might cause your pores to clog, which might cause your body to get sick if there's germs and bacteria, whatever, correct? So it's all preventive. Most of us do that, all right? The way my sister explains it like this, it says, people take a shower every day, but they only take, but they only take a spiritual shower a few times a year during holidays. Well, oh, really? What is he talking about? You know, people, okay, I say this with all love. Kind of. You always hear people complain. Ah, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever festival, Easter, this and that. These are just the ploys of these merchandisers so they can make money off us. Right? You hear that people, you know, people who are cynical, they like to complain. But let me explain something to you. You see, the interesting part is this. There's two parts. Number one, let's just take this Christmas holiday season with... Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and whatever way you want to celebrate it. It's a time where people at least try to be nicer, try to think of someone you love, and try to give them gifts, right? Okay. So if you think about it, true, it might be a ploy, if you will, by this merchandiser, this capitalist, or whatever word you want to say. But if you look at it from the much higher spiritual viewpoint, 
it's still an opportunity for people to at least remember kindness towards others. I even heard this before. People are driving, <laughs> and then, well, it's a holiday season. Okay, you go. I actually heard somebody who's driving me say that. Oh, it's a holiday. It's Christmas. Okay, I'll be nice. Okay, you go first. Normally, I just race to the light. And the first thing I thought of is, it takes a holiday for you to be nice. Why can't you be nice the entire year? So these so-called holidays give ordinary people who are not yet have that realization at least little glimpses of time to express goodness, kindness, and generosity. That's part one. Part two, without these holidays, people overwork and they don't have the time to push all this business aside to focus inward. Think about it. Oh, it's a whatever festival. It's a time to be happy. Oh, actually, we're going to go to church, temple, whatever, synagogue, mosque. We're going to do our prayers. Uh, why can't you do that if it's not a holiday? Get the idea? So the way it was explained to me is something like this. Massachusetts explained, he said, most people just do their spiritual practice because it's a holiday. Holiday stands for the word holy days. Something that's holy, not whole, but holy, <laughs> holy, <laughs> okay? So the holiday gives people the opportunity to get together to do their spiritual practice of some sort, whatever your religion is. So in essence, they go through the entire year doing whatever they're doing, busy with life, the oil is getting dirty, stressed out, and so on. And a few times a year, they go, shh, shh, to slush it out, Okay? Now, some of you, you say, well, I don't do that, I don't wait. I go to church every Sunday. Okay, let's try that one. I remember one time, I was in, going to church one time. Some people, they go like this. They live for the devil for six and live for God for one. In other words, they get dirty themselves for six days. Well, Sunday I wash myself. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? So the point of it all is something like this. If you give yourself a shower every day or every other day for your physical body, why won't you take a spiritual shower every day or every other day to clean out your aura and your chakras? So when the aura and chakras are cleansed, it's clean. You don't have to try to experience peace. Peace becomes you. Because as soon as these things are removed, there's nothing to bother you. So without trying, peace is an end result of the spiritual practice. You don't have to go, go grab it. You don't have to go take it. It's always been there. It's just that things cloud so there's no peace. As soon as you remove it, the absence of everything is the first step of peace. That's why we call this talk calming the inner storm. As you calm the inner storm, the clouds of thoughts and emotions disappear there's peace. Peace is the absence of all the junk. Now, that said, one of the things that people don't realize, you can have this peace, there are many ways to do it, 
There's an easy way, there's a faster way, there's an even faster way. You know, slow, medium, fast, faster, super fast. All right. So at that point, um, that's when we get into spiritual practice. What type of spiritual practice? The secret is in the heart. You'll notice when you're so busy helping, uh, helping people you love, whatever is bothering you, headache, back pain, whatever discomfort you have, or any worst cares or concern that you have, don't matter at that time. You notice that? All right. There lies the secret. When you truly care for someone, when the heart gets really, really activated, something very interesting happens. The heart triggers the crown. And when the heart triggers the crown, as the crown opens, the divine energy comes down. You get your waterfall of light. So that's why during meditation, especially the meditation twin hearts, a big part of meditation is sending love towards others, blessing the earth through us. Key word is through. Not from us, but through us. See, as that pillar of light gets wider and wider, as we allow ourselves to be an instrument, instrument means it's passing through, yes? As that energy flows through over and over again, it's like a strong high-pressure water going through us. So as we bless the earth, it cleanses and drags our rubbish and garbage out. So when you join us for these meditations, full moon meditation, blessing certain countries, when you bless those people who need help, bless Mother Earth, so on, so on, as we allow ourselves to be instrument to bless something or a, a group of people that requires so much energy to go through us, that energy forces itself through us and cleanses our pipes. You know, it's just like you have a pipe that's dirty. You can go in and scrape, or you can just take a hose and go blast it clear. And that's exactly what you're doing. That's why I remember to finish it off, one thing my sister was saying is, if you want to find someone who's miserable, it's easy. Find someone who's only interested in that person, himself or herself. If you want to find somebody who's happy and content, they might not have every material thing in the world, or they might, they might not have fame and all this big stuff that makes them famous. You know what? But they're happy. You know why? They're happy and content serving others. When you're so busy helping other people, the energy keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. Your own issues don't get a chance to grow and get fed and germinate because it's constantly being flushed clean. Flush clean, flush clean. So the way Messenger explained it is the secret and healing depression is service to others. So, if you want to have peace, help and serve other people. As we become instruments to help others, the divine energy comes down, cleanses us, calms the inner storm of negative thoughts, negative emotions, and the end result is inner peace. And inner peace is the first stepping stone to divine oneness. Okay. Let us meditate. You guys ready?
okay just shake a little bit get up shake if you need to <clears throat> so we'll do the meditation twin hearts twin hearts is human heart spiritual heart twin hearts two hearts okay you ready okay open your palms just ask for divine blessing to the divine supreme one divine father divine mother to all the spiritual elders holy masters saints archangels holy angels and spiritual helpers we humbly invoke for your blessing your divine light love guidance Help, healing, and divine protection. Personally, to my teacher, Master Tua Hoksui, Mahaguji Mailing, thank you for the blessings. Thank you. Thank you all for helping us to be loving, effective, and powerful vessels and instruments for divine love, mercy, and compassion to bless our beloved Mother Earth and all her children. In full faith, so be it. All right. You guys ready? Just inhale, exhale slowly. Just close your eyes. Just inhale, exhale slowly. Just relax. Now raise your hands in blessing. Okay, visualize the earth in front of you, the size of a little ball. Now some of you are new, if you like, you can start with blessing someone you love. Just one person. Okay, bless that person with lots of love. So put your attention in your heart, heart center, in the center of your chest and your hands. Feel the loving energy from your heart flow through your hands. Blessing that person. Okay, and... That person becomes many, many people, blessing the people in your community, in the city you live in, the state, the country, every country. And now we're blessing the entire earth. So we'll use the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Wherever there's hatred anywhere in the world, let me sow love. Allow yourself to be an instrument of peace and of love to your family, your friends, the city, the country, the entire earth. Bless every person, every being on earth with peace and with love, especially countries that are at war, people are in conflict, some of your family members. Anywhere there's conflict in the earth, let those areas be blessed with peace and with love. Where there's injury, let me sow pardon and forgiveness. Bless the people we have hurt with beautiful pink light. And people who have hurt us, forgive them. Bless them with peace and love and the spirit of forgiveness. Where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope. May all who are suffering be blessed with peace, with love, with a spirit of forgiveness. May all who are suffering be blessed with hope and faith and a better tomorrow and a better life. So be it. Remember, we are just instruments for these blessings to flow through. Let it flow through like a river. Whether it's darkness, light, sadness, joy. Just allow your entire system, allow your soul, allow your entire being to be filled with so much love and let that love flow from your heart through your hands to the entire earth. Blessing every person, every being, without exception, with peace, with love, with a spirit of forgiveness, with hope and faith, with light and lots of joy. So be it. So be it.
so be it. Now, be aware of your heart, take a deep breath, lift out that loving feeling from your heart, up, up to your crown, and exhale. Be aware of your crown in your hands. This time, imagine beautiful streams of golden light. Let that golden light flow down from your crown through your hands to the entire earth. From the heart of God, through my soul, through my entire being. Let every person, every being on earth be blessed with love and kindness. Let all be blessed with great joy and happiness, with understanding, harmony, and divine peace. Bless the earth with so much golden light. Think of all the people you know who are having difficult times. Bless them with hope and faith, with light and joy. Bless them with peace, with happiness. Let all who are suffering be blessed with healing. May their situations improve, so be it. Just flood the entire earth with lots and lots of golden light. May all be blessed unconditionally, so be it. So be it. So be it. Now, Gently be aware of both your heart and your crown. Imagine both of them glowing with golden light. So from your heart and from your crown, imagine the golden light just pouring through your hands to the entire earth and repeat with me. From the center of the heart of God, let every person, every being, in the higher worlds, the middle worlds, even the lower worlds, let all beings in all dimensions above and below May all beings in every direction, without exception, be blessed with loving kindness. Let all be blessed with inner peace and inner healing. Let all be blessed with understanding, with harmony, with goodwill, and the willingness to do good. So be it. Allow ourselves to be a clear, clear channel, a clear, clear instrument. For these massive divine blessings to flow through. We are so grateful, so happy to be an instrument, to have this opportunity to be of service to Mother Earth. Bless every person, every being, without exception. May all be blessed with love and kindness. So be it. So be it. And so it is. Now gently lower your hands on your lap, palms up, keep your eyes closed, keep your tongue on the roof of your mouth. As Master taught us in this meditation, Twin Hearts, imagine a beautiful golden flame or a golden star above your crown. Look at that golden flame or that golden star and gently Allow a stream of love from your heart to move up, up, up to your crown and into that beautiful golden light. <sighs> just go, just allow yourself to look at that golden light. The golden light is getting brighter and brighter. 
send another stream of beautiful golden light from your heart. Loving energy from your heart up to the crown and into the flame or into the star. Ah. It's getting brighter and brighter. Allow that star, allow that light above your head to get brighter and brighter now. Just be aware of that golden light in the silence. Listen to the mantra OM and gently put your prolonged awareness into the space in between each OM. Allow your attention to just sink deeper and deeper into the space in between each OM. 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 Allow your awareness to just go deeper and deeper into that space. Allow your attention to stay in that space, in that nothingness. Om. You are now completely in that space in that gap, fill it with your consciousness and stay there now. Guru Padma Siddhi Hum Allow your awareness to completely fill up that space and just simply let go now. Any sound, any noise you hear which just allow you to go deeper and deeper and completely fill up that space now. Let go.
बाद में होम लेट गो नाउ May all of you be blessed by God with waves of love, sweetness, joy, and ananda, divine bliss and ecstasy. So it is. Let go. Gently, slowly, very, very slowly come back to your body. Move your fingers, move your toes. Gently and slowly come back to your body now. Come back. Raise your hands in blessing, slowly. We will release the excess energy our bodies cannot absorb. So first, visualize your family and your loved ones. Bless them with good health, with happiness, with prosperity and spirituality. So be it. Now bless your job, your career with success, with progress and advancement. So be it. And as we always do in our meditations, you can think of your projects, the goals and aspirations you have, things you want to improve in your life, visualize them in front of you. The ones who've taken the Kriya Shakti, the prosperity class, you're welcome to pull out what you wrote down. Use your technique you've learned in class. Let's project lots of light to our projects. Just say, we are one. We're one with God, we are one with all. And in this oneness, we ask for great, great blessings for these projects. Now fill them with golden light. Now.
keep going. If you're sensitive, you almost feel like light being pulled out of your hands. Just bless them, visualize them golden with massive success and happiness and joy and all the good stuff. So be it. With God's blessing, so be it, so be it, so it is. Alright. So it is. So it is. May all be blessed. Now focus on your feet, the base of your spine, project light going down. Let our beloved Mother Earth be blessed with divine light, divine love, divine power. Let our beloved Mother Earth be healed, regenerated, and revitalized. Blessings be to Mother Earth. So be it. All right. Let's give thanks. To the Supreme God, Divine Father, Divine Mother, we thank you. To all the spiritual elders, holy masters, to all the saints, archangels, holy angels, and spiritual helpers, we thank you all for your immense blessings. To my teacher, Master Tohoksui, Mahagu Jumailing, thank you. In full faith, so it is. All right. I hope it was a good meditation for you. I can sure feel it over here. Like, yeah. All right. Um, I hope you learned something today. The talk on peace. And um, today, if some of you who are new, this is your first time. Well, guess what? You get a good strong shower in a torrential rain. Just flush everything out. So you can do this meditation as often as you can. Uh, on our website, there are many other resources on meditation, meditation twin hearts, and a lot of you who are already taking the classes, you say, we already know that. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you practiced? You see, it's not good enough you take a class, any class, it's when you practice what you learned. It's as simple as, oh, I learned 20,000 different meditations. How many are you doing? None. Useless. As I say, the most important camera you have is the one that you have with you when you need it. The most important meditation you have is the one that you will do on a regular basis. All right? Other than that, um, I hope you enjoy this fantastic holiday season. Um, whatever you're celebrating, just make sure that you remember the one key ingredient to all of it, the heart. Giving, sharing, and kindness. So, if you like, um, leave some comments here for me. We read those and it helps us improve. You know, this not, we're not perfect. We know we still goof up now and then. But we ask for blessings and we ask your feedback to so make it better. And um, in doing so, um, you know, if you'd like to donate, a lot of you already are, if you'd like to donate to, to help um, upgrade, to help maintain, whatever, the expenses to help so that we can give these uh, videos, this video ministry for free. I like to do it that way uh, so we can reach more people. So the ones who can, you contribute. The ones who can, hey, keep enjoying it. We'll keep uh, sharing this information because Massachusetts teachings are truly priceless. Changed my life, changed the lives of many of you, and we'd like to touch more souls. So other than that, Atma, Atma means soul. Namaste. You all take care. Take care. Namaste. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Diwali's over. Whatever holiday. Anyway, what's important is we're one. Namaste. Bye.